Hello, this is Pastor Jimmy Harper. Thanks for listening to this Lee University broadcast. We're excited that you are joining us today for one of our many campus events. We hope that you are encouraged as you listen. Is the Lord's arm too short? God's arm is not so short when God is right there with you. God doesn't have to reach out and stretch his arm when God is right there beside you. Emmanuel, God with us. Every time I begin to prepare to preach, the first thing I do is I pray. I pray that God would give me the words to say. I pray that God's presence would be with you and with me. I pray that God would show up. I essentially pray that God would come down. But there's this strange concept out there, an idea floating about that actually God doesn't come down to us, but that we go up to God. And there was a fella once who truly thought this was the case. This fella, king of Babylon to be exact, Isaiah and Ezekiel prophesy about him. This guy wanted to go up to God. He wanted to ascend to God, to somehow sort of have some equality with God. And it did not go well for this guy. In fact, history now knows him as the devil. Listen to how Isaiah speaks about this guy. How you have fallen from heaven, Lucifer star, son of the dawn. You have been cast down to the earth, you who once laid low the nations. You said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven. I will raise my throne above the stars. I will ascend above the tops of the clouds. I will make myself like the most high God. But you, Lucifer, have been brought down to the realm of the dead to the depths of the pit. So considering this guy's reputation, I kind of don't think that it's him that leads us to this idea that somehow we are the ones who go up to God. I mean, maybe it's the devil who gives us this idea, but commentators like to tell us that actually it's Plato. Plato the devil, Plato the devil. Plato says that when you die, your flesh which is bad, breaks open, and which allows your spirit, which is good, to flitter upwards to become one with the divine. So maybe this idea that we somehow go up is platonic. Maybe it came from the devil. Or maybe it was some joke writer who just wanted to make a buck on pearly gate jokes. Or Maybe it was really sloppy hermeneutics, what I call proof texting. Some of you know what that is from Theology 101. Proof texting is when you take a, a verse, one or two verses, and you, you pluck it out of its context. And basically, you can do whatever you want with those two verses, right? If we did this to some of the passages throughout Scripture, it actually sounds like that we're the ones that go up to God. If we did it with 1 Thessalonians, this is what it would kind of sound. If I just took one verse out of the passage, it would sound like this. We who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord forever. Aha! 
It sounds like we go up. Oh, but if we read the passage in context, it is so much more rich. Therefore, our New Testament lesson comes to us from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, 15 and following. Listen now for a word from our Lord. According to the Lord's word, we tell you that we who are still alive and are left into the coming of the Lord will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangels, and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, after that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. This concludes the reading from 1 Thessalonians. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Ah, oh, what a different scene we have from the word of God. A scene in which God comes down. That God comes down. In the beginning, the very beginning, God came down. And God walked in the garden and God cried out to Adam, Adam! Where are you? And then in Genesis 11, the creation account of languages, the God who spoke everything into existence, this word looked down upon a tower being built high into the sky, and God said to God's self, come, let us go down. So I really don't know where this idea comes from, that somehow we go up, and yet it continues this idea continues to be propagated, especially at places like funerals and memorial services and Hollywood films. Where are you going to go if you die tonight, says the fiery preacher on the street corner, pointing to the sky above. But according to 1 Thessalonians, we wait. We wait for the Lord to first come down. When the Hebrews had a terrible famine in their land, they left the promised land and they went to Egypt only to find themselves in terrible slavery and they cried out to God and God heard their cries and so God came down. God came down in a fiery bush and spoke to Moses and by the power of God's right arm, he delivered those Israelites out of slavery into a wilderness wandering where they began to complain about their lack of culinary choice. And Moses began to pull out his hair and say, I can't handle these people. These people are driving me crazy. What am I going to do? And he cried out to God, help me, God. And so God came down. To the reading of this morning of the Old Testament passage, God came down upon 70 elders and two other guys that somehow missed the meeting that day. And God spoke. He spoke through visions. He spoke through dreams. He spoke through the mouths of the prophets. He spoke, and people were transformed. Isaiah the prophet declared in chapter 31, Oh God, come down and do battle for us.
really don't know where this idea comes from, that somehow we go up. It could have been the devil, it could have been Plato, it could have been proof texting, but according to historians, it was our culture, specifically music. Have you ever had one of those bizarre moments where you're driving down the road and a song from seventh grade comes over the radio and you start singing and finally it dawns on you what the words are? Has that ever happened to you? It's like, I've been singing this song forever and I'm like, what? Right? The telephone rings in the middle of the night. My father says, what you gonna do with your life? Oh, daddy dear, you know you're still number one. But girls, they wanna have fun. Oh, girls just wanna have. I think I was 30 when I finally realized what I was singing. I was like, what? No. <laughs> girls don't wanna just have fun. Sometimes girls wanna work hard, they wanna train hard, they wanna be doctors, CEOs, mothers, teachers, and we all know that teaching isn't always fun. Okay, except here at Lee University. <laughs> this is the same case it is with our hymnology, with our Christian hymns, right? There are some Christian songs that I love, but they're a little off base on theology, right? Some glad morning, when this life is over, I'll fly away, right? Or when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be, pop, pop, pop. I love these songs. They're nostalgic, they're sentimental, they're catchy. But the theology, I just, it's like, I don't even know, like I just have to say it. Sometimes our Christian music, the theology is like a little like caca, and that is Greek for not so good. <laughs> right? Because the best theology is the one from the scriptures. We, in fact, we have a Lee University student here on campus who is a phenomenal musician, but he wanted to be a theology major so he could write good, strong theological music. More power to him. And where is he finding his theological music? Ah, from the Psalms, right? We read it this morning, Psalm 1 and 44. Oh God, come down, touch those mountains so that they are smoking. So I don't really know where this concept comes from, that we are the ones that go up. But I think historians are onto something because our culture has a tendency to make up positive and down negative, right? If you are successful in life, you go up the corporate ladder. If you are having a great day, you are up on cloud nine. If someone has encouraged you, they have lifted you up. But if you are down, you are sad. If you've been grounded, you've been disciplined. If you've been cut down, you've been insulted. Rarely ever does people describe God as being down, except for in the Bible. Proverbs 30, in which we read today, who has gone up to heaven and who has come down? Whose hands have gathered up the winds? Who has wrapped up the waters in a cloak? Who has established all the ends of the earth? What is his name and what is the name of his son? Surely you know. The prophet Micah cried out, Oh God, rend your heavens and come down and bring your judgment. And so God heard his cry. And so God came down. 
born in a humble manner to a faithful father and an obedient mother. And at his baptism, the Holy Spirit came down. And the Apostle John writes that this God spoke words about himself, saying, I am the true bread who comes down from heaven. But the people jeered. They screamed. They cried, crucify him. If you are truly the son of God, come down off that cross. God came down to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. And so they took down his body, and God went down, down, down into the depths, only to lead a train of captives out. And on the third day, he resurrected, and he came to his disciples. He came to them on dusty, dirty roads. He came to them behind locked doors. He came to them for fish fries on the beach. And as the angels ascend and descend on Jacob's ladder, God ascended to heaven, and the disciples stood there with their mouths gaping wide, trusting, hoping that someday God would once again come down. And on that first day of Pentecost, do you know what happened? Surely you know what happened. God came down. God came down. And God poured out God's self on God's people. And our sons and our daughters, they prophesied. And our young men had visions and our old men dreamed dreams. And we began to speak the words about the word. And this Tower of Babel was transformed into living stones, a vast army, a walking, breathing talking temple of God that declares that God's arm is not too short because God has come down. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.